0: Hey everyone, just wanted to say a few things before the start of the show. It's been a rough couple of weeks, with the deaths of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, two of the latest victims of police violence against people of color in America. The hatred against black people has always existed in this country and will continue to exist so long as our system continues to support those who perpetuate this hatred. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims of these killings, along with anyone who carries the fear of being killed by police every single day. That being said, if you are someone who feels indifferent about these murders, or respond to these murders by saying, all lives matter, or blue lives matter, please stop listening to this show. This podcast is not for you, and it never was. Everyone else, please enjoy the show. everyone and welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 12. I'm Ryan Brissad and with me are my co-host Alan Ibrahim.
1: I made my starter Pikachu and his name is Picklechu, and he's my son. Okay. <laughs> Katie Marie's also here. Hi! <laughs> and we have a guest this
0: episode. We've, I've been contacting people uh, for guest spots and I figured... Who better to ask first than someone who's supported this show from the very beginning? Uh, Brenna's here. Hello, Brenna.
2: Hi. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> I haven't nicknamed any of my Pokemon because I'm a slacker.
0: <laughs> okay. We're just going to talk about Pokemon now? Yeah. You have to. Uh, who wants to start? Alan, go. <laughs> Alan, go. Pokemon Go. go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alan... <laughs> yeah, it's the new app. Alan, go. It's that, oh, that's a weird app. You go to different important landmarks to, to take pictures of me in your life. <laughs> I'd play it. Um, it's just, it's real life. It's me taking it's like, selfies.
0: It's like real life, where's Waldo, but it's you. Where's yeah. Alan? Oh, I would, yeah. so that'd be cool. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Someone pay me.
1: Fuck <laughs> you, pay me. The show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Pokemon Go. People do not know. Uh, here's the, now you're in the know with Pokemon Go uh do we
0: need to explain what this is i feel like
1: people know i mean like look down at your phone you're looking at pokemon (laughs) go right now aren't you (laughs) 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 like that's everyone
0: it's Uh, a mobile app you catch pokemon it uses your camera uh it uses uh gps uh location stuff and you walk around and you collect pokemon and i haven't done a battle yet i assume that there's battles
1: there are yeah unfortunately
0: Okay, tell me more about this game.
1: This game could be so good. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, okay, I really like Pokemon Go. I think that it is translating the experience of those games into the real world in a really cool way. And more importantly, it's bringing people together in a physical outdoors exercise kind of way. And that is awesome. Uh, But, like, from a fundamental gameplay perspective, it's so bare bones and broken in a lot of really fundamental ways that it feels like if this is your first Pokemon game, then you're like missing out in a way. Cause like the walking around part is great. And that makes you feel like you're a cool Pokemon trainer. And the first time you see a Pidgey on your lawn, you're like, that's a Pidgey. Uh, And that's great. (laughs) That's Chappy. (laughs) That is Chappy. That's Pidgey. (laughs) You whisper to your date when you play Pokemon Go, that's Pidgey. Uh, It's just once you get like, once you try to get good at it and you get past the basic, like I'm going to walk around and talk to people And you have all of those first week, like, interesting social interactions. There's Mm -hmm. so little after that. It's just kind of that. Like, I, the gyms, the whole that whole gym system and, like, taking territories for Team Blue always represent Team Mystic for life. Yes! Yes, Team Mystic squad! (laughs) I
0: still haven't picked a team. You're going to pick Team Mystic. How little I've played this game.
2: Uh, Uh, Team Instinct? (laughs) Nope.
1: Yes. No, no, no. Team thinks <laughs> things like yellow, isn't it?
2: Yes.
3: yes.
1: Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. I'm just kidding. Okay, bye. Uh, no. Oh, no, like, <laughs> no. No. Oh, no.
0: I ruined it. The first time we've had a four-person <laughs> podcast, we already fucked
1: up. <laughs> uh, no, like four minutes? <laughs> yeah. We're great. I uh, know. The team's... I don't know. It's, it's all there. It's all of the, the skeleton of a really cool Pokemon game. I just have not enjoyed playing it beyond the first couple days. Um, Mm. Also, it's problematic as fuck, and it's like a fucking walled gate of privilege that we get to play this game in our modern times.
0: I mean, but that's every video game, though.
1: But, like, specifically being able to go outside and talk to other people and feel safe in that context uh, is for a very select group of people.
0: Sure, but a lot of the problems with that is, like, yes, people of color are going to be... are more likely to be chased down by cops, but also that depends on where you are. I think the problem... Uh, is more with how the app handles location data. So it skews more towards like wealthier like
1: Urban. neighborhoods
0: and cities and stuff. Whereas yeah. mm-hmm. like a lot of the more poor like communities hardly have anything and that's super fucked up.
3: Yep. Like a bunch what? of my friends um, who live in more rural areas, like I very much live in the city, but I have several friends who live uh, on like actual farms and they're like there are no pokemon near me and there are no pokestops i have to actually travel if i want to really play and i'm like that's not cool but you know
1: that's that's why the first couple days of it bothered me was i was seeing people who lived in cities because i live in the suburbs and it's like there are Pidgey and weedle around all the time it's kind of it though uh <laughs> seriously and then I, yeah. I go into the city for one day and it's like you can't go two feet without running into a pokestop and i'm like that's the game they want us to live in like nice cities and so like screw me for living in like a smaller population area do i just not get to play this
2: <laughs> yeah bums me. it
1: bums me out it feels like i'm being shoehorned into a like a part of the world that i didn't necessarily want to go to like i should be able to play this because pokemon's about like everyone can do this everyone can play this and have their own adventure uh, right so, like, go buy 2DS and go buy, like, Omega Ruby or X and Y. That's what you should do. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to sound like I'm just poo-pooing it. Like, I've had a lot of cool uh, stories and interesting social stuff that's happened since I started playing it. But I'm, Tell mm-hmm. me
0: your cool stories.
1: Uh, the first great one was when I went to, like, there's a private uh, high school nearby. And we kind of snuck in. Kind of not really because the gate was partially open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went to, like, the back at oh, like, where gosh. the people play sports and we found like a cp like, <laughs> wait the people play sports. Where, where the people play sports yeah where the sports where the sports kids have do things there was, like a <laughs> cp 150 eevee and i was like i want that eevee and then i like sat down to take a breather and drink some water and this guy comes up to me and my friend and he's like yo did you guys catch that eevee back there and i'm like pokemon is real it's a real now. they caught that eevee back there i love little moments like that or uh and I don't want to like hog this conversation, but my last like awesome one was uh, there's like a gym down the street from my house, and I was never able to take it. And then one day I went down and I sat by there, and it's this nice historical landmark. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I might as well like try to plug away at this team, this gym taken over by Team Yellow. No offense, but uh, <laughs> <None> <laughs>
2: these taken. three
1: these three kids come up to me and they're like, hey, is this your gym? And I'm like, not yet. And then they're like, do you want it? Are you Team Blue? And I'm like, yeah. And then the four of us took a gym down together. <laughs>
0: pretty awesome it
1: was so cool and then the game crashed and none of it saved so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most the accurate oh, experience i that know game. that that
0: feel. is yeah that's the most of my time with pokemon go was just like oh there's a pokemon Oh, i caught it and the
1: ball doesn't uh, shake
0: why is it just there's a pokeball on my screen right now yep <laughs> right exactly uh i did catch like five or six po- i'm like level four i think nice yeah how do you haven't played it as much as y'all have but I, mean, I, d- I dabble. I dabble. I'm
3: level 15, <laughs> halfway through level 15.
0: <laughs> you've been you've been straight up like going on Pokemon Go
1: outings. Like, yes, I have. At night.
3: Yep. Straight doing that. Was
1: it, was it you who went at like 2 a.m. to catch a Dragonair? Is that yes, true? That was me. I would um, do it honestly. I
3: opened up Pokemon Go while I was laying in bed, and it said that there's Dragonair three away. So I was like, hey. I'm going to catch the Dragonair. And I left and walked down the street and I got the Dragonair. So, well, yep. That happened.
1: I want a Dragonair. <laughs> Brenna, what about you? What's been your experience with this game so far?
2: Um, It's been really interesting because everyone at work plays it, too. And so we'll be, like, you know, doing our jobs. And then suddenly someone's like, there's a Pikachu out in the alley! And so you see, like, 5 to 6 <laughs> completely grown adults just all darting from the office out into the alley trying to catch the Pikachu and you know it's it's been pretty great um we're all on various teams uh, i haven't done any battling myself but um the coffee shop across the street gives a 15% discount for team instinct so uh, oh my oh god oh wow what? yep that's the world we live
1: in Jeez. that's the world we live in <laughs>
2: so i got some coffee this morning when i was picking up my pikachu
1: Fuck! Oh my goodness. <laughs> I could function as a double agent because my character is wearing yellow, but I'm Team Mystic because we're oh, awesome.
3: Oh wow, Alan! Yeah. I'm the exact same way.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was full a cute outfit. outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's us get the to Pokemon
0: know. trainers look like garbage. They really do. Okay, There's they no do. options. It looks so bad. Like, yeah. could have just took like all the models from X, and that would have been fine. Yep. It's some weird looking Unity models. The. It's weird. I They're was really bad.
3: surprised to find there was no like hairstyle
2: customization.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I was like, I guess I have a ponytail. Yeah, surprisingly few options for character creation. For I'd forgotten sure. about that. Yep.
1: They're gonna sell Ash Ketchum's hat for like eight dollars, and you're gonna buy it. <laughs> it's I hope yeah. not.
0: I hope not.
3: That's me I though. Uh,
1: I haven't felt the need to buy anything in it just yet, honestly. Yeah uh i've heard like buying lures is fun especially if you <laughs> you own a small business and you're like i'm gonna drop some lures outside and get customers that's yep. weird that that works uh <laughs> but it's not really worth it because it costs two dollars to buy a lure or something and then like you're gonna get that for 30 minutes you know i mean you like, like 10 for two dollars. i don't know
3: you get lures from leveling up um at you don't get a lot certain though. levels yeah but um, one of my local businesses, they um, give you, like, a free soda, free candy, and, like, discount at the store if you go there and put a lure in their Pokestop and then tell the employees that you did that.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Happening? Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. I get I get tons of people that, like, it's the look. It's the mutual understanding of what we're all doing when we look down at our phones. Yeah. Because yeah, I went l- into the city. So Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I I went into the city with a friend yesterday, and we went for a walk in, like, a very, very busy street, and (laughs) this is a true story. There was, like, a, a fountain in the middle of the area, and there was, like, three different corners of benches, and it was like me and my friend sitting on one and then two other people on another and two other people on the third one. And I think we were all on different teams and the fountain was a gym. and We're just all taking and then like losing the gym to each other and looking up like, is that you? Which one of you is Team yellow? <laughs> Which one of you fucks? It's like really intense. But then we all like smiled and laughed about it and left. And I'm like, what is this game bringing us to? We're taking over virtual gyms. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get here?
0: Uh, I went to therapy yesterday, and my therapy office was a gym.
1: Oh my gosh! Was there a Chansey nearby?
0: Uh that's okay. a that's a joke that went over my head.
1: It's Chansey is like a... like a healthcare Pokemon. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, but <laughs> that's the only reason I knew that you had to be level five to do a gym was yeah. just like I'm here. I'm gonna click on this thing. Oh, I have to be level five. Awesome.
1: <laughs> it's so not. It's not worth it. It's so not. The the gym system is like. Broken as heck. Because what do you do? Mm-hmm. So okay. every yeah, Katie, if you want to explain it, because I've been talking forever.
3: All right. Every so gyms have a point system called prestige, um and what you do is like after every there are like different thresholds, and once you reach that threshold, the gym levels up. When it levels up, you can have more Pokemon in the gym, um, and so a person who's on the same team as the gym can like uh. Put Pokemon in it it and train it to raise its prestige. And then if you're on another team, you can fight the gym and lower its prestige. And once it gets lowered below level one, the gym becomes unclaimed and you can put a Pokemon on it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it automatically goes from weakest to strongest as far as like CP and how the gym leaders are determined and how the levels are determined. Um, So, yeah. And then like, you know, you'll decrease the prestige and then one of the Pokemon will get kicked off. Um, so then you only have to fight three instead of four, and then it just gets lower and lower until it's only the gym leader, and then... But but there have been so many glitches in the Pokemon gyms. Like, when you take it, um, there's a glitch where the Pokemon will only have one HP left, um, and you won't be able to actually finish the fight or take nice. the gym. Yeah, um, That one happens constantly. There's a glitch where it will like you'll start the battle and then it'll boot you out immediately um and you can't actually fight and then there's a glitch where like it says go you know to like start the fight the go just gets really really big and just slowly comes towards your screen and it's like can this not happen (laughs) that's
0: that's the real pokemon go
1: Go it just feels like yelling at you when it does that yep <laughs>
2: yep
0: you've been playing this too much go go <laughs> and then
1: you close it you have to close it at that point
3: yeah you actually like have to close and restart the app like tons of times because
1: constantly
0: when you click on a pokemon are you able to exit the camera because i don't know if i've seen an option to do that
2: yes you can turn, yeah, you can off. turn the augmented reality off
0: I, actually I have just mine mean off. No, I don't mean turn off the augmented reality. I mean uh, like getting out of catching that Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah. I, There's
2: a little like walking person icon that you can click on, and it takes okay. us back to the street view.
0: Okay, yep. all right. I've just been forced closing the app.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: need to get away. I mean, that uh, works uh, too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's they're still... gone. You know, they're gone. That
1: works. The thing though with James is like it's power creep. Uh, especially in places that aren't so busy like one team will take a gym and then they'll just buff it over and over again until it's like its lowest pokemon there is at a thousand cp and you're like well this will never ever 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 get taken uh until it does
3: (laughs) at my until it
1: does and then it all starts again
3: (laughs) my mall um had a pokemon it was a cp 1993 dragon what (laughs) as the gym leader and it actually just got taken today. I don't know oh, sure. how. Like I have no so, idea how.
1: You the the secret to like the way that they fix the gym system is that there's co op in those game in that yep. game. Uh but it's again it's even more broken. Like, you're supposed to all go up and be on the uh, different team and hit attack gym at the same exact time. What? And then it spawns all of you in the in the fight at the same time. So, it can be a three there's on like, one.
3: Yeah, there's like a small window. But the, the thing that yeah. I don't like about gyms is that, um, you know, when you train at your own gym and you beat everybody, you get like maybe 600 prestige, right? Um, yeah. And you can, when you're training, you can only use one Pokemon. So, you have to go through the entire gym with a single Pokemon. To increase its prestige. Um, And basically, like, if you can't even beat the first Pokemon at the gym, it's not even worth it because you're not going to make progress and your Pokemon is just going to faint and, like, well, it doesn't faint. It has one HP, but still. Now, when you fight a gym, as Alan mentioned, you can do it in a team. You also yourself get to choose a team of six of your Pokemon. And if you defeat the entire gym, it decreases it by, like, 3,000 prestige.
1: So that's how the attacker gets the advantage. That's why yep. it's not entirely broken. But if their CP is crazy high, then you need other people who are all really good at the game and all on the same team for that to be takeable. Yep. So those are frustrating. But then it's like, okay, so then if you want to run around and capture stuff, that's fun. But if you live in a small area, that's useless. If you want to fight, that's broken. So then that's the whole game. <laughs> <Yep>. They said
3: <laughs> they right. were going to introduce trading in the next oh, like major update. So, I'm really excited for that, personally.
1: I no but... can have my Beedrill named Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Beedrill.
3: <laughs> my drill's <laughs> named Bees? With a question Ooh, mark. I like that.
1: Yep, Bees?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nickname stuff has been really fun to see people do, like, funny nicknames.
3: Oh, my gosh. One of my favorites is when people type in the actual Pokemon name and then, auto-corrected. like, autocorrect. Yep. That is so yeah. funny to me. Like, that has me rolling on the ground laughing whenever I, like go through, like, compilation albums
2: of people's Pokemon names.
0: Brenna, any dumb Pokemon names?
2: No, I haven't been nicknaming my Pokemon. I I don't know. It's just so much pressure to pick the perfect name, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> I, I usually understand. don't do it. It's just like, your name is perfect. I don't want to change it to you
2: something know, dumb. It, it's not me to tell Radita who Radita
1: is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I named my Ratata Pipes because I like the song "Loud Pipes" by Ratatat. <laughs>
3: Mine's Nibbles.
1: Oh, that's good. That might be nice. better than the name, because all the real Pokemon names are just like portmanteaus or like puns. But right. then you can just name them like Schnookums, and that's all like, right. That's We're doing
0: this one. right now. Squirt... Squirtle? No! No, you're all gonna hate me! (laughs) Squirt Turtle? Stop, stop, stop! You're all gonna hate me!
1: (laughs) Why?
3: I think it's Squirrel Turtle!
1: No! No, No, you don't, Katie.
3: That's why I stayed silent on the issue. Alright, we now
1: have three people on Fireside Friends tonight. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to be a guest, or the new third chair... uh, It has
0: a shell!
2: Yeah, it's but have you looked at the tail?! Well, you already tail. kicked me off for being Team Instinct, so I think you're down to two now. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: yeah. down to two. Uh-oh. We're back to episode one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're back to all dudes. Fuck. Oh, no. Oops, oh, wow. all dudes. My favorite. My least favorite cereal. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I typed
1: in squirt <laughs> no, turtle, and I got tail. the turtle from Finding Nemo. <laughs> but the tail is like a wave because it's, it's water. No,
3: it's a squirrel tail.
1: <laughs> we're all laughing, but this is like the most serious political discussion that's been going on on the internet lately. <laughs> This is the this is what I wish was it was. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's for real. It's really um,
3: funny because Eli um, asked me about it. Actually, like as somebody who doesn't even go on Twitter, Eli came up to me and he was like, "Caitlin, what do you think uh, Squirtle's name is?" <laughs> and I was like, "Um, you go first."
2: <laughs> this oh, is
0: potentially
3: no. relationship ending. Anyway, he thinks it's <laughs> squirrel turtle too, and I was like, "Just don't say that on Twitter." protect yourself
1: <laughs> protect your neck oh my
3: gosh it's,
1: technically its designation is the tiny t- tiny turtle pokemon so that doesn't answer anyone's question uh, right we
3: all know turtle we all know turtle yeah. is there this actually what caused a it? fight in our apartment too because my roommate his, his, his squirt turtle. <laughs> and we're like no it's squirrel
1: it's not it's squirt i'm sorry Um, I just imagine there's like property damage in your house, and you're like, squirt, squirrel, like throwing things across.
3: (laughs) That makes us sound like
1: Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it all is. That's what Pokemon Go meant to do from the beginning. Oh my gosh! It it convinced us that we're all Pokemon on the inside. All right,
0: unless Um, sensitive matters, uh, um, I'm trying to think. I've only seen one person out in the wild play this game, and really, when we were at the Georgia Aquarium a few days ago we were waiting for a dolphin show to start and the guy in front of me uh (laughs) was just waving his phone around at random places i was like is that pokemon yes it's pokemon dude's (laughs) catching another bat (laughs) damn bats i've caught like five bats i don't know why they're really common well they're they're also hard to catch for me they're
3: not here for me Hmm. so that's neat
0: Mm-hmm.
1: they're coming for me later in the evening but in the morning it's all pidgeys and weedles mm-hmm. but i still don't have a freaking i only have that one bee drill and i need to get rid of it soon anyways uh, also
0: my school posted a map oh yeah of all the places of all the stops and stuff
3: this is the world we live in
0: this goes this is this is 2016 2016 is weird it is
1: it's both, we- it's both weird and frustrating to see news outlets try to understand this game because it's the <laughs> most like Like, my mom uh, was just like, what is this? And all of the news websites that I see are just like, hey, your kids might be playing this new Pokemon thing. Here's what it is. So, Pokemon, short for Pocket Monster. And you're like, (laughs) this is what it was 20 years ago. You're just doing that conversation again. Come on. It's It's just a game where you walk around and collect little creatures and put them in your pocket. That's it. It's very simple. I've seen a lot of cynicism around it and people being like, it's stealing your data. And I'm like, just... Let us have this one thing. The world is a very sad place right now. Let us please... Let people
3: enjoy things.
1: That's the motto of the show, I think. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Like, my mom, personally... Okay, I'm going to get kind of in-depth in my experience here. She has been ridiculously supportive of me playing this game. Because as a person with chronic pain and mental illness issues... I basically never leave the house. And I never exercise because... Like, it hurts, and I normally, like, can't handle that, and then, like, with intense anxiety, I'm like, I really don't want to leave the house anyway, and interact with strangers, or even, like, possibly interact with strangers, and there's no reason for me to leave, so I just don't normally, or historically, I haven't, Um, and then with Pokemon Go, like, basically every night, um, I go out with Eli, or just friends in general, And we walk, I actually walk and exercise and we go around the town and talk with each other and have like really awesome camaraderie and I like meet these strangers and they're like Team Mystic and I'm like Team Mystic and then, you know, I've had like experiences that like I think are really funny Um, and then I'll like go to take gyms and I'll recognize person username who's like my old friend and i'm like oh, what that's my friend will that's will on that gym right there and i didn't He's even team know valor.
1: we really can't talk anymore we definitely <laughs> exactly. can't talk anymore <laughs> no we actually
3: got mad at him because he like went with us to go catch pokemon one time and um basically like we were in the middle of taking a gym and all of a sudden it glitched out and we were like oh i guess it's just the the glitch thing and funny enough you say that because he actually is on team valor um yeah. As it turns out, in the middle of us fighting, he put his strongest Pokemon oh, no. to defend the gym, and so it glitched us out. And then Eli and I didn't have any Pokemon to fight his with. It was a Golduck, and this was back when Eli and I were like level three or something. It was like the second day after the game had come out, and his Golduck was like six hundred something, and we were like, "Uh, oh, I can't fight that." So,
1: <laughs> thanks. It's always a Will. Golduck or a Hip now. Thanks. Yeah.
3: Will. <laughs> um, publicly calling you out here. Um. But anyway, no. Um. Most of the Pokestops stops around me are churches because. Yeah. I live in the south, and there's <laughs> churches everywhere. And I think like the funniest thing for me. Okay, so technically I trespassed in two places. But it was really <laughs> funny. Um. So one had like a fence up, and I actually like. Okay, so I hadn't caught a do-duo prior to this point. And there's yeah. like this Kingdom of Zion church. And What? Wait, I don't what? know. I don't know. Anyway, there was a do-duo literally on top of the building. So, so we
1: scaled the building. No,
3: everybody <laughs> in the car. We got out. We kind of went over the fence. I don't mean kind of. We totally went over the fence. <laughs> and we like went to go catch this Doe duo and then. We heard police sirens. Okay, so for perspective, this was like at like one thirty, in the morning. So we heard police You're sirens. You're living
0: life on the goddamn edge. I
3: know. And then we just started running. But like I couldn't run very well because I was laughing really hard. And like they weren't coming for us. But I still, everybody was still irrationally like, they're going to get us. And <laughs> so we like ran in the car and we drove off. And we like caught Pokemon. Same night. Um, we went in this other church's parking lot, which was, you know, in a completely different street, completely different church, because there was a Pidgeot there, and Pidgeot is the, like, final evolution of Pidgey, and evolutions are, like, hard to catch in the wild. So we were really excited, because this was day two, again, of the game coming out, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is so rare, this is so amazing, we gotta catch this Pidgeot. It's 2.30 in the morning. And um, we roll up in this church's parking lot. And we keep driving around in circles because we can't quite pinpoint where it is. And there's this other car there. And we were like, and their lights were on. And we were like, ha, 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 they're probably playing Pokemon Go also. And so, like, the third time, we started joking about how it was a police officer. So the third time we turn around in this church parking lot. The oh, headlights no. of our car shine on that car. And it is a police officer. Oh, and no. the Pidgeot was literally in the circle with that car, which we haven't gone to yet. And You ran was over
1: like, a police officer? No, no. I need a Pidgeot.
3: No, I was like, okay, Eli, like, you, gotta, you gotta go. You gotta do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sacrifice yourself. So
3: we start driving into the little circle and the police lights come on. And we're like, oh, no, we're all going to go to jail. So, the police officer, like, comes over to us, and was, like, shining his light in the car, and, you know, Eli rolled the window down, and he was like, can I help you? And we were like, um, I'm really sorry, but there's a Pidgeot in this parking lot, and we're playing Pokemon Go, and he's really rare, so we're just trying to catch him, and he goes, oh, wow, okay, and just walks back to his car. Like, so, we had that encounter. Oh, and then... Uh, around like 12 30 like the day before we went to this one park and the park was totally closed and it's right also right next to a police station so eli was afraid we were going to get arrested but i was like no they're just going to tell us to leave and <laughs> anyway we're walking around like taking all the pokey stops in the park and like having fun with the gyms um and this big truck starts rolling up And Eli's like, everybody turn off the flashlights. We're going (laughs) to (laughs) die. I was like, no. Um, Anyway, it stops and people get out and they're like, hey, are you guys playing Pokemon Go too? And we were like, yeah. So we actually teamed up with these strangers and they were the same team as us, Team Mystic. And like, we just walked around. It was funny because we were all really scared, but then really relieved. And we just walked around with these people and hung out with them talked about our experiences and stuff and then like now one of our friends made a facebook group specifically for team mystic in south carolina and it has like over 100 members and everybody posts and we like organize outings which i've been to several and we stay out till like 4 a.m um yeah i know
0: I can't tell if these are
1: experiences or you're writing a movie script about Pokemon <laughs> This is the Pokemon Go movie. This is the first chapter, and then it gets really dark, yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. I don't know, but it's been so fun and positive for me because, like, now I'm actually interacting with other human beings who don't live with me. And, like, I'm walking around and doing something, given I have had to, like, call, it or, like, call it the night early on because I'm like, oh, my back hurts too bad. Like, I can't really... walk for much longer but i'm still doing something and it's like able to distract me from hurting and like i don't know it's also a nice distraction because the world kind of sucks right now yeah i'm like let me just enjoy these pokemans i got a bulbasaur named cabbage and i love him um so you know there's that um but yeah like It's like this culture now where they're at nighttime, like the state house steps are covered in like mobs of people because there's three Pokestops in one area that you can get just from standing still, and they're always lured, and there's always a mob of people. And um, there's like this one river walk where police are constantly there because they're like, we don't want anybody catching Pokemon out here past 9 p.m. and all kinds of stuff. And it's just so. So crazy how the culture, like, transformed so quickly because yeah. of, you know, Pokemon Go, just this one app. And, like, I see people constantly, Um like, there was one time where I went out by myself and I took two gyms on my own and I was the gym leader of both of them. It was really cool
0: because
3: I have, like, Pokemon in the 1,200 CPs now. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm strong. Anyway. <laughs> um. People I see people come up and try to take my gyms and fail, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm Sorry. the gym leader.
1: But that's the feeling you want to have from those gyms,
3: right? And I it's just like never
1: have it because I don't play enough.
3: But it's so cool because I'll see people walking down the street, and I'm like, are they Pokemon going? Are they Pokemon going? And they'll have like their phone, you know. And then all of a sudden, I see my gym being fought, and I'm like, yes, they are. That's them right there. And it's just so cool. I don't know. I see people on it constantly. So it's weird to me, Ryan, that you don't see many folks.
0: Yeah. I've also been in suburbs and more rural areas, so that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Is that all for Pokemon talk? That was a lot. Yeah, it was. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay.
1: I just... um... I want this. Uh, so far, I think it has been, but like, it's it's important that our discussion be different from the infinity other gaming podcasts that are games related podcasts that are talking about this game. Uh, but how like,
0: long is the Zeitgeist gonna last, Alan?
1: Uh, have you heard that in the news that people died? <laughs> You're like, oh, come on! <laughs> Every conversation I listened to two different podcasts talking about Pokemon Go today, and they both said like the same four stories, and I'm like, I can't! <laughs> I hate this. Yes, they found a body in a river. That's really sad. I know. But it's, like, darkly comedic. Yes. Uh, yeah. The last thing I was going to say that I think we're the first people to talk about is, like, what happens when this game gets quotidian? Because, like, yeah, the zeitgeist is going to last for a while and then they're going to update it and it'll restart. But what is it on a daily basis when you're not going out every night? Because for me, the, the tonight today was the first time that happened. Like, I got up at 10 in the morning and walked down the street to the one gym I want, which is about a three-minute walk away and just sat in my flip-flops and my pajamas on the steps outside of the gym and was like, any updates? No. And then I walked back home. <laughs> <laughs> like a, this is what Pokemon Go as a job is. <laughs> so I'm going to keep checking on this one gym until I can finally, finally take it. Ahead, yeah, I have like
3: three gyms that are within five minutes from me. Um, there's like, I live right next to a hospital, so I have that one. And then there's this like arcade called Frankie's Fun Park, and there's two there. So, I kind of just mm-hmm. frequent those. And, and by five minutes, I mean like five minutes walking distance.
1: One, one of the stops yeah. is Frankie's fun parking. The other one is Frankie's just house. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's house. Yeah.
0: Oh. Brenna, any closing thoughts on Pokemon Go?
1: I, I'm
2: just trying to catch them all. <laughs> 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 that's all i want <laughs> that's all i want this life
1: that's such a that's so good
0: how many pokemon are actually in it is this one One fifty one. i i yeah. have
1: 151
2: is it the original yeah
0: okay okay that makes sense
3: i have like 80 of them
1: yeah like oh my six god
0: all right we have to end this <laughs> we're gonna take a break we'll be right back
2: okay pokemon is an
0: undeniable obsession with children across the country So what exactly is a Pokemon? Cute, cuddly characters who
2: become supercharged so they can fight their enemies.
0: It's a Japanese term short for pocket monster. Pokemon are incredible creatures
2: that share the world with humans. It began
0: as a video game in Japan and has become an international phenomenon in the form of book. Music videos, a TV show,
2: and trading cards in the hands of school kids all over the world.
1: Well, Pokemon has swept the world.
0: A
2: little, reclusive, power filled monsters.
0: Characters named Pikachu, Mankey, and Snorlax. School
1: officials are finding that Pokemon cards are responsible for fist fights.
0: And the Pokemon is creating a monster of a commotion for American kids. They get into fights, but no one dies. Parents should not let their kids watch Pokemon, play Pokemon, buy Pokemon cards of any anything to do with Pokemon, because the message is violence. The genius of Pokemon is you have to keep collecting characters, the games constantly innovating, and so the epidemic goes from being a craze to an entire
1: world order.
2: constant trading is not only distracting kids from classwork, but turning the playground into a black market, where they buy and sell rare cards. The children
0: are developing relationships with all these Pokemon creatures. Now kids are going just wild over this Pokemon and stuffed animals and collectibles and Pokemon trading cards. But why should they carry these monsters in their box? The entire Pokemon phenomenon
1: is the enemy. Pokemon World is the world of the
0: demonic, of the satanic. Coming soon to a theater near you, Pokemon the movie joins Pokemon the video game and Pokemon
1: the trading card as must-sees and must-haves. To start us off tonight, NBC News correspondent Herman King. And I believe these words came from the
0: Pokemon movie. Life can be a challenge. It's never easy when there's so much on the line. But you and I can make a
2: difference. Just look inside and you will find
0: the Pokemon. Pokemon. My shared experience for this episode is Grandmother Nye Layla's Cloth of Winds by Rose Limburg. Uh, it's a short story. It's a short story. <laughs> <laughs> it is a short I don't know story. how to describe I this story. I would say story. an adventure fantasy. It's an adventure. Uh, Brenna chose this. Uh, what, is there a particular reason why you chose this, Brenna?
2: Um, well, I had already read it and Mm. i really enjoyed it for several reasons but i think the most prominent was the world building right that's kind of i mean that's really what i what i look for in like the speculative fiction that i like to read and i can i I can put up with a lot of bad writing if the world building is just really great not that this has bad writing but just (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) the world building is sort of what does it for me and Uh um yeah so I appreciated the chance to come back to it again, uh, knowing that we would discuss it with sort of the world already existing. Like I already had an idea of it in my head. Like there's still some things that I don't quite grasp. Like I, I haven't pinned down the naming conventions yet, but right. but just in general, it's like the world is is so lush. And I look forward to reading more in this universe. I know that the author, Rose Lemberg, is currently writing a novel set in it so I'm really excited about that that's pretty cool
1: Uh, Alan thoughts I agree I love a good universe that is if it leans more towards like under explaining things and and I can like fill in the blanks myself that's the kind of world that I like to experience especially in my fantasy Um, even though I do we were mentioning before the recording like a song of ice and fire and all that stuff last episode, is quite the opposite. That's like, hey, we're going to explain everything to you. Uh, but in this story, it's like, here's an adventure, and at its core, it's very simple. It's about identity, and it's about uh, people and and how you fit into the rest of the world. But it hints at so much right. in, like, an expansive way that I feel like it's using short fiction in one of the most brilliant and clever ways that I've seen in a while. Because I've read a lot of short fiction, and a lot of it is either, like, conveying one idea and being, like, crazy, right? But this is kind of, like... <laughs> conveying one idea that like sets your mind aflame and makes you want to you're considering so many implications of all the words and and lines and all of this stuff
0: yeah katie
3: um well i really loved it It actually made me cry and um me too. like aesthetic well, i guess i don't know if i would say aesthetic but just the
0: you want to talk about the color palette no. <laughs> the text on the screen
3: <laughs> i don't know it's the wording is like my hashtag goals because I write my own kind of like fantasy fiction that I don't really share with people, but um, it's, this is like the kind of writing style that I aspire to. Um, so personally, like and having something that I could see, I guess as a reflection of myself, I was like, I really got into it because I love the way that the world is described. I love how it just like jumps you in immediately and you're, you know, there without many explanations as to, like, why is this here? Why are these names like this? You know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess just the imagery and um, sentence structure, I really, really, really appreciated. So it was, I don't know, yeah. a very enjoyable experience for me to read this.
0: Yeah, for me, I got really nervous uh, until, like, the until basically they start the adventure where I was like, this is really confusing, and I don't know if I understand this, and I don't know if I like this. But then once it kind of gets going, and once it becomes more clear about what it, what the actual like, what the main like plot is about, I really grasp onto it. Um, yeah,
1: I had a similar experience when I started it, where I was like, I know this is world building; I can smell world building a mile away, but like. I've yeah. read, I read somewhere on the website that it was like submitted as part of a adventure fantasy uh, prompt or something. And I'm like, so I know where this is trying to go, but it's not there yet. And then it gets there and you're like, Oh yeah. All right, cool. Now I know what this is. And I know the like four characters I need to care about. Um, but you were talking about like, or Katie was mentioning how you love the way that it's written and the style that it's written. And I feel like I would compare it to long form poetry. Um, it's very poetic in its sentence structure. And, there's just certain lines that, like we said, managed to say so much. Like um, one of my favorite lines from early on was like, I'd wheel the chair into the orange room and open the box for my grandmother, pull the cloth of winds out for her, still invisible in my hands, but heavy with the weight of unshed tears. And you're like,
2: fuck, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's okay, Rose, just destroy my soul. You haven't even gotten to the thing yet and I'm already, woof, I got the vapors.
3: Yeah. I think I think long form poetry is a really apt description. I appreciate that you mentioned that because I very much think that. So I don't know. This is like a favorite piece of writing for me actually. I really love it. Not just the um story itself and like the characters and everything who I really relate to, but it's just the style in general. I'm going to talk about it for like 20 years because I really love it. So <laughs>
2: I'm so happy that everyone has a positive reaction to it because, you know, like picking, picking a thing, picking the shared experience for this episode, it was especially since it was something I already enjoyed and not just, oh, hey, I think we should try it. It was kind of like, like, you know, identifying with the story so much, it's almost like putting a piece of yourself out there. And like, I -hmm. I love this, this piece of writing, and I really want Mm -hmm. to share it with people because i think it's amazing i think rose needs more attention for their writing um and i just thought it was gorgeous so i'm just really glad that all of y'all liked it too
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the part where i really got into it was obviously it's largely a story about identity and uh, they hint at it early on but not in the way that i really caught just because like Uh, the when you start reading it, you're at least me. I was still like trying to like reading paragraphs like ten times, trying to understand what was going on, and so some of the hints earlier on didn't really uh, grab my attention. But then, uh, what's his name?
2: The Elder Naitama. Yes.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, that whole thing I didn't really see it coming, Uh, and then when it happened, it felt. It didn't feel like, oh I you know, this is secretly what it was about the whole time and you didn't know. It just, oh, it felt like a really natural uh progression for that character. Mm-hmm. And even the uh the younger sister, um her whole deal like a lot of this story is about um the three of them trying to make it as uh as people in like in the culture who are often looked down upon. Um and the the younger sister um who is like basically autistic um and uh her whole gender thing of of like you should use gender neutral pronouns but like she can't really decide that herself so like how do we even know to do that um, yeah and, i thought that was all interesting
2: yeah, and how they didn't exist in like the native language that the main character right, spoke it yeah. wasn't until they went out and interacted with the other culture we, that wove the cloth of winds that they really sort of were introduced to that whole concept because yeah like like the sort of the idea i got of the main city that uh the story starts in is that there there were two like it's a city of two different ethnic groups that both have mm-hmm. really different but strict within their own culture gender roles that uh-huh. everyone has to follow and it felt like none of them could really fit in and they all f- they, they all struggled with, with these roles right. and sort of going out into the desert, f- meeting these other people in their trading, getting introduced to these other concepts either for the first time for the two younger characters or for the second time for the elder characters. Was sort of like a breath of fresh air from the cloth of wind. That, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that point about, like, when you go to a different culture and learn how things work in other places is a good sort of, like, metaphor for what it's like to go outside of your comfort zone and to go outside of, like, your hometown and the people that you assume are all functionally normal. And then you go outside of that and go, like, oh, there are people that are different from me. There are people that identify differently than the stuff that I've assumed on a fundamental level. Right. Because um, I believe the name is Gitit at some point. Mm-hmm. That character says, um, if anything deviates from the right pattern, it is not us. It is the world. Right. And yeah. you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. That is how I want to be able to see the things that matter to me. It's like, I am not the one that's broken. The world is broken. I can fi- Like I am exactly where I need to be.
0: There's also this theme of uh, the older generation imposing what they want the younger generation to be. Mm-hmm um specific the moment i'm thinking of specifically is that uh moment where um they find out that the grandmother would like plotted that attack so that uh kimi would attack the soldiers even though like she wasn't able to um that kind of and there was uh, a lot of other places too but that kind of moment was just like oh this is uh the way these like not in that case specifically, but a lot of it has to do with like oh these are what these roles are and like uh just challenging uh a lot of that and how those roles are passed on uh is kind of a big thing in the story.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really moving that um Kimmy, you know, uh elder Nai Tama tried to nay Tama I'm not even sure. You know, try <laughs> like you said, tried to sort of force that that fight so that Kimmy could get her magic through conflict because that's the only right. way that the elder sort of saw that that that's how you come into your magic in this world and then it wasn't right. until later in the story when it's sort of like a joyous celebratory occasion that right. Kimmy does yeah. come into her magic
1: magic is a very important thing in this type of story and I know a lot of fantasy writers tend to focus a lot on that like it's a very important if if you're going to have magic in your universe in the traditional sense then it's like essential that you consider how and why it manifests itself um, and to relate it to, to like finding yourself and having people other people try to like force things on you is super appropriate um, it reminded me of Harry Potter actually in the way just that like people's magic manifests themselves after a certain age and then you're going to be able to get it but you won't be able to control it until you truly are the you that you want and need to be I hope that made sense. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and even for
2: Kimmy, like, her family was who they needed to be. Her family finally felt right with themselves.
1: Right.
3: Right. One thing I thought was interesting um, was that the main character did not have any magic powers or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was not, uh, like, quote-unquote, special or exemplary in any way. They were just kind of there. Yeah. 'Cause um most things in like this type of genre, like the main character is some sort of like chosen one, at
0: right. least
3: from the media that I've experienced. So I kinda throughout the whole story was waiting for her to be able to just come into her powers and like be like a four deep name person, right? Like I was like, Oh, this girl's gonna blow everyone away. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. And I was like, That's really impressive actually.
0: How do you all feel about the fact that she was conflicted about the whole, like, gender stuff? Because for me, like, it seemed like she was pretty open and accepting of everything until that point. I thought it was interesting that she was, like, it's not... It was something that she was conflicted on at first.
3: Hmm. See, that's tough to answer because... I guess when people or at least this main character, come into contact with something that they're not necessarily familiar with. um, It can be, like... How do I explain? It feels like it has to do with you, um, when in reality it had nothing to do with the main character. It had everything to do with her family and, um, you know, the people she was with. And it's like... Sometimes um there needs to be a period where you can realize that and move forward and you're like, well, you know what? That person's gender has nothing to do with with me. That's them. And um I think that is like moving towards acceptance because I don't know. I oh, when I was a youngin, I was not very accepting right. at all. Right. Um and I can very much remember periods of time, um, like in middle school and like early high school, when one of my friends changed their pronouns. Um, and I remember talking to another one of my sis friends because he had brought it up with me. And he was like, you know, it's really hard for me to make this change in pronouns for this person because, you know, I've always referred to them as she and I'm like yeah me too and we just talked about it for a long period of time and like at that time you know I was like oh this is so hard for me it's so hard for right. me but I've grown yeah. as a person now and I'm like it had nothing to do with me their gender is their gender and okay. um, I think like as far as character development in the main character I, I actually related to that and mm-hmm. like, not that I'm proud of being like, oh, I was homophobic and transphobic right. and kind of racist. I'd like to think mm-hmm. I've moved past that a little bit, but <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. not to say that it's okay, but I understand where that thought process comes
0: from. No, no you you saying that antidote uh, makes a lot of sense now, because uh, I like I legitimately haven't had that experience specific, uh, specifically, uh, but seeing that reflected in the text uh, was really worth hearing.
2: I think one of the important things about it is is looking at how it's portrayed. Like, Avia's sort of struggle with uh, the gender identity of her family members is portrayed as something she's going through, but not necessarily portrayed sympathetically. Like, we're not supposed to feel bad mm-hmm. for her that she's struggling with this. We're su- right. I-, I think we're supposed to be kind of frustrated with her at right. this point and, and yeah. sort of see how her relationships and the discussions that she has with the people around her sort of help her realize right. that it's not about her.
0: Right, right. Uh, I also really like the fact that after uh, the grandmother uh, went through her transformation, like there's a little bit of aftermath. We're just like, well, I don't know where I belong now because either way, I'm going to have trouble being accepted, which was a really important uh, touch for me.
1: you in a lot of ways in this world, it is not as simple as our world where it, it, traditionally it made sense that men would go out on adventures and that women would be homemakers like here. It's like, oh no, women in groups are like super powerful and can do a lot of amazing things. So for them to be like, I'm a man. Is like, well, now I don't fit into the role that I fit into, but I know I'm comfortable with who I am. So it's about finding right. where I now fit instead of, like, making things easier for myself. Um, right. And I think what's another important theme of this text that I really, like, appreciated was not only all the stuff about gender, but the stuff about, like, parenthood and raising kids and having a family. Um, because well, there was a line, I think, pretty... Uh, early on that was like um if i hear one more girl tell me with tearful concern how difficult this child will be to manage on the road i swear i'll shape my power into a fish and whack her yeah i loved that bit that was so great (laughs) me too because i know because i know so many like new parents who are just like i don't don't fucking tell me how to raise my kids there's no guide to this like just let me do this yeah i can figure this out that's the challenge um yeah. and That was like a very honest line, and, and like a little bit of e- levity and humor in a in a story that is not entirely funny, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is that okay, so we were talking about how the main character like had difficulty in like redefining the gender for their family members. Yeah. Um, but one thing I thought was really interesting is at the beginning, um. Kimi is is a young boy, referred to as, like, he pronouns. And then um, whenever he doesn't do, like, is, you know, is nonverbal and doesn't become a scholar, um, the main, you know, the main character immediately switches to she pronouns and calls Kimi a girl and stuff. And it's interesting to me that because that was their society's role, Um, And, like, how things worked out. Well, number one, I just thought, like, the fluidity between gender was really interesting. How, like, somebody's gender was defined by their um, role in society and life as opposed to anything physical. Um, Right. I thought that was interesting. But I thought it was interesting that the main character switched so easily um, because that was what society, like, dictated and expected. Whereas, like, when it came to um, the Grand Elder, it, like, you know, she had a hard time being, like, oh, okay, well, you know, my Grand Elder is a man. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I thought that was real. like, that is what mostly, like, stuck out in my mind as far as, like, plot goes. I was, like, okay, so there was a gender transition at the very beginning Right, and you know, she was okay with that, and she just instantly went along with it because that was what society did and said was okay. I don't know. So it also was like, I I was like, why why is this other gender transition hard for you to process? I guess.
0: Right.
1: I don't know. I think I think the one when it's when it's defined by society makes a lot more sense to the main character because it's like, oh, your role changes. Like, your, your gender changes because your role changes. But when someone's like, I choose to change. Like, not my role, but just who I am as a person. They're like, oh, this is different. This is a different way of viewing gender entirely. Like, for me, it, it reminded me of the first time that I was went from ignorantly not understanding the difference between gender and sexuality. And then when someone explained that to me, and I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this the completely opposite way. This makes way more sense now. Uh, like, it just, like, unlocks so much... Uh, in your mind of like oh that's how things work on a fundamental level and it's important to learn those things and this is how you learn them Uh, and then the thing I was going to say real quickly was like this is the kind of fantasy that I think is super important because it is reflecting an image of our world and showing us like what a different version of our world can look like instead of just like you know Lord of the Rings is also an adventure story but in a way it is just a heightened version of and like a the names are changed, but there's still just different races of people and different cultures going on an adventure. Like, that is just our world. But this is like, hey, your world is kind of weird. What if it was like this? What if it worked completely differently? What does that say about you that yours isn't like this one? Um, and that's why I appreciate It's like it's holding a mirror up to us and being like, see, this it's different over here. And I like that a lot about this type of fantasy.
0: Or it's just like someone who is marginalized. Yeah. Um, using fiction... Uh, to prove a point or you know like you said just like what if what if things were different uh what if society was completely different in a work this way um which is a perspective that in mainstream media we don't get a lot of it's mostly just escapism and like orcs as racial uh metaphors but
1: right mm-hmm. yeah Only when i talk about warcraft yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it's funny. It's funny because we we talked about uh, V for Vendetta a couple several weeks ago at this point, and like that, it's just like, hey, your world's fucked. What if it got worse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, I already know it's getting worse. And then this is like, no, what if it's different? Just take a second and stop and think. Like, think what's really fundamentally wrong with your world, and what if we change that? What does that look like? How do the people refer to each other? How do their names work? Like, exploring that is the whole crux of this story, in my opinion. And I I right. love I love that about it
0: yeah anything else i'm good brenna anything you wanted anything else you wanted to bring? uh wow yeah. anything else you wanted to bring out um
2: well if you enjoyed this story and want to read more of rose Lindbergh's writing they do have a patreon
0: i'd like to that <laughs> nice. yeah it was Thank you for recommending this. It was awesome. It was awesome to read.
3: I really think so. Again, it did make me cry. So, you know.
0: It also made me cry, yes. I was like, oh, gender neutral pronouns and understanding what that is. Awesome. This is my jam. Yeah, (laughs) It's
2: what I do. I deliver good fiction that'll make you cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's on your business card. Put
3: that on the resume.
0: Yeah. Made Fireside Friends cry. (laughs) Yep. 2016 alright well with that I guess we'll move on to some housekeeping stuff Uh, I want to thank hey Verna thank you for sharing the last episode you're welcome (laughs) Um, and also shout outs to Sean uh, from the No Totally podcast he mentioned us in a follow Friday podcast tweet in the same tweet as like black girl nerds and nerds of prey and cool podcast like that which is really uh cool to see thank you so much sean uh for doing that um so if you want to follow us on twitter you can follow oh wait sorry we got a question oh very very important question this one comes from at windows have you gotten a chance to explore all the new features (laughs) I have not gotten a chance to explore all the new features of Windows 10, um, but it looks okay.
3: Oh my gosh, there's no way. That's the coolest. I have Uh, gotten a chance. I have used Windows 10 for quite some time now,
2: even before it was like fully released. Did they hear me talking uh, about the Audacity audio driver question I had before we started recording? (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) creepy. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: wait what audacity driver thing sorry
2: oh uh ryan just told me to download audacity because i hadn't downloaded it and um before we started recording i was like uh it's telling me that it might not work because it needs some drivers what do i do and Uh, ryan's just like uh it should be fine right (laughs) so we're assuming it's fine
0: it's it's probably gonna be fine it's it's still recording right
2: i i see the little blue spikes I, i see my little green line swinging back and forth i think we're good
0: okay all right and you see like an hour it's not like 10 minutes or anything <laughs> <laughs>
1: mine's not recording right. but mine never is i just i do it in post um, that's good yeah
0: <sighs> that give me a heart attack like that <laughs> all right you can follow us on twitter at podcast fireside you can send in questions and comments at fireside at gmail.com or you can tweet at us it's whatever uh, you can follow and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. I don't know wherever you get podcasts, but not Spotify. They have like some weird exclusive club where they have to add you on Spotify. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Maybe someday. And,
0: uh, maybe someday we'll get uh, we'll be as popular enough to be on Spotify. Get it
2: together, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on.
0: Look, this is a list of the things Spotify needs to get: Lemonade, Fireside Friends. I'll artists. <laughs> Also pay your goddamn artist. Come on, but Spotify. Record companies be shitty. And, uh, yeah. We're gonna, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're gonna have more guests. Uh Can't really announce anyone because scheduling is hard. Um, But we got some cool guests lined up. So stick with us and, you know, maybe you'll have as fun as we are having right now with scheduling guests and being exposed to new stuff from new people that we wouldn't seek ourselves. Um, it's gonna be a fun time. Maybe
1: you'll be a guest on Fireside Friends, dear listener.
2: Ooh. Maybe we I were will the guest. Be on... That's so crazy.
0: Maybe, maybe... <laughs> we were all the fireside friends the entire time.
1: Yep. The fireside friends were the friends that we made along the way.
0: <laughs> I did there it. There we go. I'm gonna have to start centering that.
1: Yeah, just a long <laughs> beep. Long beep. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Superimpose it and, with uh, can you not, Alan? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <Like
0: that>. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's gonna do it is that gonna do it are we done is this is the podcast i think that's do do a it?
2: podcast ship it
0: all right
1: are we gonna do plugs?
0: <laughs> yes thank you yes. i was about to skip plugs <laughs> uh brenna where can people find you on the internet uh,
2: you can find me on twitter at fairbranden v-e-r-b-r-a-n-d-e-n
1: Awesome. Alan? Um, I actually have two things to plug this episode. That was part of the reason why I asked you for plugs because I'm desperate. Uh, (laughs) You can follow my Twitter at Alan Ibrahim, spelled A-L-L-E-N-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. And I have started putting up the Let's Play show that I do with a friend of mine. uh, And it's called Pop Modern Plays. You can find it on YouTube. It's a very low-key, nice, friendly Let's Play show where we play games on the Internet Um, And we're trying to carve out our niche and and make something of ourselves on YouTube. Um, You can find that on YouTube. Just uh, Pop Modern is where we are. That's our our channel name. And we post every day, seven days a week. We have a year's backlog of episodes. And we worked really, really hard on post-production. And we're, you know, we're always recording new stuff for for everyone to watch.
0: Awesome. Uh, Did you plug your Twitter yet? I didn't.
1: Yeah, I started with that. Right, okay. Sorry. Listening
0: skills. Need to work on <laughs> Kind of on a podcast here. Katie's off the grid still. Uh, you can find me at Talk Detective on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a podcast. We did it. High five.
3: Holding my no, hand on We again. did it.
1: We did y it. Five.
0: <laughs> oh my god Wi Fi, high five. High
1: five. five? Ah. Hi-
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good luck out there, and don't forget to take care of yourself. See you later.
1: Have you have you done a cast before of the pod variety? What? <laughs> Good. Have you done a podcast before, Brenna?
2: No.